You are right up my street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. <laughs> I remember we couldn't remember the word for table. This is your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. In every episode, we translate British pop culture for America. And American pop culture for Britain. You're welcome. You're welcome. Woo! I am Ben. I'm Fraser. Fraser Light Razor. How are you, babes? <laughs> Do you know what? I'm doing wonderful. What's your chat? What's the your we- The weather's turned. We're going to talk about the weather because we always have to. Yeah. People in the UK love hearing about when the weather turns nice here, especially when I've been complaining about the weather being bad in quotation marks. Uh, no, it must be like it must be hot the whole year. You're not wearing like your 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 swim your swimsuit your cozies. Yeah. Wait, you're not wearing shorts all year. Oh, I wore a coat yesterday. There you go. <laughs> so yes, I'm very excited. But um, we've been we've been away from your Welcome America Prime episode for a while. So there's a few things we haven't checked in about. It's a little threatening. She's been away. She's been away. Tell me about your your ski trip. She's a woman of privilege. She's been skiing. (laughs) Yeah, I went to Mammoth last weekend, Mammoth in Northern California, with podcast nemesis Michael. It was a lot of fun. Okay, on the way up there, because here's something you can do. When you drive up there, it's like five hours north of LA. Don't worry about it. Look at a map. Get a compass. And just outside of Mammoth... (laughs) You can, it's really, like, elevation's really high, okay? You can go to hot springs, so natural hot springs. So imagine, like, you know, a babbling brook near Loch Lomond, but hot. <laughs> just imagine it. Just imagine it. So the last <laughs> time we tried to go to one on a previous trip, our friend's Jeep, massive four-wheel drive, four-door Jeep, got stuck in the snow, and we were stuck for three hours, and the sun was going down, and it was getting colder. <laughs> Not a great trip, well, great trip, but not a great visit to a hot spring. This time, podcast nemesis Michael, he was insisting on going to one. He found one on a map. We stopped off at the side of the road. Other people had stopped as well. We walked to the hot spring through fields. Oh. So you're going through these fields, and it's that kind of snow when you step in it, and sometimes it's a normal step, and other times it's like... Whoosh! So you don't know what Real you're doing. Real Vicar of Dibley style. Exactly. Remember the puddle? Yes. <laughs> So we walk, walk, walk. I'm getting pretty pissy, as you can imagine. Walk, walk, walk. We come across other people. Turns out there's no hot spring. Ooh, were you hungry as well? I wasn't. No, don't okay. I was Oof. fed and watered and I just had a coffee. <sighs> Thank God. The thought, of, the thought of you doing that sans coffee and, and a bit of nutrition, that really scares me. Here's the thing. It was genuinely a, a beautiful walk and super dramatic. Yeah. But we do not. Hot springs are not friends. <laughs> Well, it's, I think it's the curse of driving to Mammoth. You know what happened to me oh on the... My, <laughs> I won't relive that story, but there's a there's a Mammoth story on the podcast if you ever need to hear it. Mammoth and Mammoth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, uh, by the way, one thing we did do on the drive up was we predicted and talked about a lot of what the Rihanna Super Bowl performance okay. was going to be. So, thoughts and feelings on the Rihanna Super Bowl performance. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, I enjoyed it. I thought I got exactly what I was expecting, and I'm not necessarily... That sounds negative, I mean it as a complete neutral, as yes. in I was like expecting her to do a lot of her good songs. I wasn't expecting an extreme spectacular because she's she's not a high energy performer. She's a very like casual performer. Mm-hmm. And I felt like we got that. It was, yeah, super fun. It was all very much like, and again, don't mean this a ruby, but it was very one note. Yeah. Loved the reference to Fenty makeup. She'd clearly read all everyone's tweets about, oh, what's it going to be? 15 minute makeup tutorial. And that one moment <laughs> she gets the compact and dabs her face. I am going to give shout outs to the lack of Disturbia. 
and the lack of her Doritos commercial song, Who's That Chick? I love Who's That Chick. Oh my God, Disturbia, that's always, it's always high on my list of what I perform in Halloween week on X Factor. Such a clunky... What have you been up to? Well, Super Bowl Sunday... Obviously, a very big day here in America, very kind of patriotic day, a very important sporting event, a very important kind of pop culture event. Mm -hmm. You know, families gather, friends gather. I took myself downtown (laughs) during the Super Bowl. No, no, no. (laughs) Boring traffic update. That was probably a good idea. It was lovely. Yeah. Downtown was, it was a ghost town. Well... Often is. Often is, yeah, especially on the weekend. So uh, Teddy and I took ourselves downtown to the Regal Cinema. Oh my God. (laughs) Where we experienced Titanic, the film, in 4DX. Now, this was one of the funniest things I've ever done in my entire life. So it's basically 4DX, a 4DX cinema. So it's one of those cinemas or movie theaters where they have the seats that move. But this one also had water effects. I believe smoke. I think they said smoke and fog. There was smells, um, there was wind, and then there was, disappointingly not featured in the Titanic thing, bubbles. Bubbles. (laughs) We were really annoyed that there weren't bubbles. So many opportunities to use bubbles in so many underwater shots. Can you talk me through the smells? The smells was the most confusing part. There was, I felt like I kept, there was just maybe one or two occasions that I got a, a whiff of something and I could never put my finger on it. I felt like... Maybe there was a scene, you know, where, you know, when they first show Billy Zane on like that viewing deck of their cabin and there's lots of flowers. I felt like maybe at some point there was like flower smell coming uh-huh. out there and there was maybe like a dinner smell during the, when Jack goes and has dinner with them all. Oh, the, and, and they're talking about new money and yes, old money. I felt like there was like food smell maybe, but the, the, the smells was the hardest thing to get a hold of. My favorite part was that, so basically you do sit in almost... They're normal cinema seats, but they move quite a lot. Uh-oh. And they gave us no warning. So basically we were sitting there talking and the trailers started and the seats just went wild. Even in the trailers? Yeah, but they, and they didn't, there was no like, the 4D experience will now begin. Yeah. In fact, they played a 4DX trailer, like specifically made for like with like a fake trailer, but uh-huh. they played that after the trailers. So like I was literally holding popcorn and my drink, talking to Teddy, and then it was a like a Mission Impossible trailer, and I honestly I had to put my popcorn down on the floor because I was getting like jostled around. It was hilarious. It was so wonderfully disrespectful. Yeah, so to, dis- to so disrespectful yeah. to the people that died in the Titanic. We were there was moments where people were drowning, and you could see actual corpses on screen. That me and him and everyone else in the movie theater were screaming and crying, like screaming and laughing. Like crying, like laughing because we were getting like bucked around. Oh, okay. So yeah, it was just, it was one of the funnest afternoons I've ever spent. What, so during the movie Titanic, which I will probably never rewatch again. Um, well, you're a fool. It was, it was glorious. What, what were the most, what was the most, what were the scenes where there was the most movement? I'm guessing hitting the iceberg, sinking. Well, the iceberg was, the iceberg bit was a shock because there'd been so much calm before that so I'd kind of forgotten we were in a essentially on a, on a roller coaster so <laughs> when they hit the iceberg it really again I think I was taking a sip of my drink and I got jostled <laughs> and then yeah the, from the sinking from the iceberg onwards because they show a lot of like the engine rooms every time we cut to the engine room our seats rumbled but the actual sinking itself was really crazy we both said Teddy and I said we've had the most fun we've ever had and we're never going to do that again well, not, so uncomfortable I was going to say for the next avatar but that would be so long as well I couldn't oh god the, the thought of because it was 3d as well I forgot to mention we were also wearing 3D glasses. So it just was, I felt like nauseous by the end of it. 
shall we do some feedback? Yes, indeed. If you want to get in touch with us, by the way, go to our Instagram. You're welcome, America. Give us some feedback. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Email us at... You're welcome, America Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you. We love it. <laughs> Don't forget Twitter. I do. You're welcome, USA. I use it to look at porn. Uh, so, first bit of feedback... Frank Tendo got in touch just to uh, really give me the feedback that I completely butchered uh, his username. I called him France Tendo. <laughs> you were really, I don't think you even were. I said France as... Tendo. Yeah, and I was like, it's Frank Tendo. <laughs> so, so Frank Tendo, I'm so sorry, but yeah, change it to France space Tendo. Thank mm. you. Our friend Teddy, he's got in touch saying, my submission, so we discussed All Saints, not the shop. The girl group. We will talk about that shot probably one day. One day. We talked about All Saints, the group last episode, and Teddy said, my submission for American All Saints, or the US equivalent of All Saints, is All Saints, because they're half British, half American, one of a kind. Yeah, but I think they might not be American. I don't think they are. I think the Appletons are from somewhere else. In fact, we've got some more feedback about that. Okay, fine. Let me read this next one. So, uh, George Northey got in touch with us, and he says, my submission to the American equivalent of All Saints that girl group who played Gabrielle Union's Three Minions and Bring It On. I forget their name now, and I don't feel like looking it up right now. It got three likes, that. <laughs> He's talking about black. B-L-A-Q-U-E. I'm good, I'm good, good with that you. you. I'm good, I'm good. Oh. Is it true? I'm the one making, making you nervous. nervous. Oh. Now, we talk about that in depth on our uh, <laughs> Dark Child special. Such a good song. Do you want to hear us discussing songs that sound like people hitting pots and pans? <laughs> whole hour and a half of it. This next bit of feedback from Walt, Walter Boy 13, that the RVT, the Royal Vauxhall Tavern, once held a Canada Day party and played only Canadian pop. Okay. When the songs were on it, had pictures of the artists up on the screens and for the All Saints, so basically they had pictures up on the screens when the songs were on and for the All Saints songs, they had photoshopped enormous red X's over the British members. <laughs> Poor Shazney and Mel, but also... Lol. So yeah, so Nicole and Natalie must be Canadian. Yes. <laughs> there we go. But actually, doesn't that also feel very British to assume that all Canadians and Americans are the same thing? <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's like saying Scotland's in England, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. Or S- Scotland and Ireland, same thing. <laughs> I've been to Ireland. Cool. I'm from Scotland. So then we've had a couple more. They're all saints. I think it's because we couldn't think of what the US equivalent of All Saints was. Well, we put it out to tender. Yeah, and we asked we we asked for, for some feedback. And we've also heard back from podcast nemesis Michael. In fact, he gave us feedback on the whole episode, which is great. So he says the US equivalent of All Saints is TLC. It's good. Yep. He said it's not perfect, but the tempo and mood of the music is similar. The way TLC generally went more R&B and ambient compared to their contemporary groups like Destiny's Child. And they had a very, a very blended vocal style as well, even if it was just... Chili and T-Boss singing the same melody in different octaves. Bit of shade on TLC there. Podcast Nemesis Michael is obsessed with when songs, people are singing the same song, but in different octaves just to try and like fool you. Or he loves a song where there's that Janet Jackson song where you start in one octave, then the next verse you go up. Right. (laughs) And then he criticized me for when I was talking about the Danish town of Solvang that I just kept saying Dutch. (laughs) The Dutch and Danish were completely interchangeable. So much like we were just saying when British people <laughs> think Canada and America is just all the same thing. And Americans think that Ireland, Scotland and all that are just the same and thing. And Europe is one place. I also think that Dutch people and Danish people are the same thing. Well, I think it's are good. Are they not a little? <laughs> 
I think it's good that we all share our flaws. So Steve Early's got in touch and he says that the US equivalent of All Saints, stick with me here, is Sarah Michelle Geller. What? He then does five bullets oh, wow. to back up his argument. Okay, I Sarah just saw Michelle number five. <laughs> Big in the late 90s. Yep. Number two, had a sexy image, but not too girly, kind of badass persona, cruel intentions, buff, etc. Number three, celeb partner that was equally famous at the time, but has since diminished in fame while hers has remained. So SMG, Sir Michelle Gellar had Freddie Prince Jr. All Saints were with Liam Gallagher and Liam Howlett of The Prodigy. Number four, kind of disappeared for a while in the late aughts and 2010s, but then came back older, wiser, <laughs> not afraid to laugh at, be honest about the peak fame days. And his number five point, most importantly, is just gays love. Yeah, couldn't agree with that one. Gays love Sarah Michelle Gellar and gays love All Saints. So if you put all of them together, it's like a super group of All Saints themselves, Black, QUE, and Sarah Michelle Gellar, and TLC. Or, or... (laughs) I'd, I'd listen to that. Or TLC in their prime were three members. They need one more member to be equivalent to All Saints who had four. Sarah Michelle Geller jumps on board. Okay. <laughs> Great. Perfect. Wow. Well done, everyone. That was like a crime, like a, real, a true life crime podcast <laughs> where we've all solved it. I love it. And we're back. Ben is up with our American topic first. I know what it is, but I'm going to pretend I don't. What have you got? Well, Crystal, our gal Crystal got in touch and wanted to know just more about the Simpson sisters. And when we say that, Jessica and Ashley Simpson started doing research. There's a lot. We're going to break them apart. <laughs> My topic today is Jessica Simpson. You know, we're, we're really in depth with our research here at Your Welcome America. I googled Jessica Simpson. <laughs> and one of the first things that came up in the people also ask section is, why doesn't Jessica Simpson brush her teeth? excuse me i had to look (laughs) she admitted to ellen remember her that she only brushes her teeth maybe three times a week why because my teeth are so white and i don't like them i don't like them to feel too slippery but i do use listerine mouthwash and floss every day but i don't brush them every day her teeth are too white and she doesn't like them to feel too slippery don't want them to feel slippery so she likes the kind of the grip that you get from having plaque on your teeth I mean, who knows? All, all I know is, like, that's where we're starting off with Jessica Simpson. One of the other things in recent news of Jessica Simpson is that people were going bananas because she posted a picture on her Instagram of her peeing. And everyone was just, like, going crazy for it. Essentially, she was in a photo shoot in a field, and there's a picture of her crouching and looking gorgeous and peeing. And everyone had a lot to say. So... I think both those things really just <laughs> yeah. launch us into Jessica Simpson. Let me give you a quick bit of bio. Jessica Ann Simpson Johnson, oh. J-A-S-J, born in 1980. Same age as my brother. There you go. Uh, America's singer, actress, entrepreneur, and philanthropist. We are probably most interested in the music aspect of things. So we're going to shoot. Oh, I wanted to just talk about her philanthropy the whole time. You did? Oh, you did. <laughs> well, I think her philanthropy is what she's given to the gay community. <laughs> so true. let's start with that. 1998, first single out, I Want to Love You Forever. Do you not remember that song? I, I do what now you blasted it into my ears. That Speaking of the Titanic, that foghorn. <laughs> <laughs> that is a ship's foghorn if ever I've heard one. Yeah, in this era, so she was kind of launched as a more church version of Britney and Christina. Yeah. 
and was catering to that market, particularly in this first album. Let's move past that song. That though. song was... Uh... And we're going to go straight to one that I think is much more up our... It's much more up our street. I'm, of course, talking, I think, of I Think I'm In Love With You. Oh, what... A song. Have you ever tried to sing along to the whole of this song? You really, it really ends. <laughs> you really end up with it. Like by the time this song's finished and she's really taken it to church uh, with her ad libs, your throat's raw, <laughs> much like hers probably is actually, screaming her way through the song. So this video, where's this video filmed? No, this Miami. Is- no, I thought this, and I, I got it wrong the other week when I said Jordan Knight, give it to you. Oh, yeah. That isn't shot at Santa Monica Pier, but I think this is. Right. I thought I thought it was Miami because there's lots of shots of them driving across, like, bridges, Uh-oh. I feel like. Oh, I got it wrong. We need you, to look it up. We maybe, need to, we need to look be, up where it is. That could be San Diego. <laughs> you think this, oh my God, this could, that probably is San Diego. She's at the docks. It is very San Diego. Hang I, on. I'll look, I'll look it up. Oh, are you looking up? My relationship with this song is I know it features another song, like an old song. I don't want to hear about it. And I. It I, does? It does. There's like that a slightly slower thing, but that whole beginning is, is from another song. Oh, and any, I whatever. remember working in an office for a few years and a colleague and I, whenever the old one came on, we were like, please let it be Jessica Simpson. Please let it be Jessica Simpson. Often wasn't. So we're always like, oh. it's like when you go to watch TV in the UK, you're looking at your sky thing and it says a league of their own. And you're like, Oh my God, the movie. And you're like, Oh no, it's the, it's the comedy panel show <laughs> about sport. Interesting. I'm looking over your shoulder and I see the phrase Wango Tango. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a great song. Oh, this is such a good song. It's a real kind of, uh, it's one of those songs that has an opening that like makes me feel something, you know? I think, again, I'm going to create a playlist that's called If I Were a DJ. And this <laughs> yeah. would go on that. And my DJ club night, this would be there. Sophia, Grace and Rosie, best friend would be there. <laughs> Sophia, Just, Grace and Rosie. That's such a good song. <laughs> You know that song? Yeah, no, it's I'm the number one girl. You're slowly scrolling down. I'm in a very... So this is this is giving me a, a, something called the Vincent Thomas Bridge, which I think if I use my research skills to find out where that is, it's going to tell us Long Beach. But then I think they must have come up yeah. to... Yeah, that... Yeah. Oh, mystery oh solved, God. everyone. Half of the videos filmed in Long Beach. <laughs> da- we've, got, we've got downtown, we've got Long Beach, and we've got... Santa Monica. Gosh, that's a, that's like a, that's a multiple day shoot. That's too many locations. But that's 1998. There was actually money to have like a three day shoot. Yeah, that's true. It wasn't just the runner with an iPhone. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to shoot forward to 2001. She released an album called Irresistible and it's got two songs in it that were released. Most importantly for us, if I can find it. Yeah. Fire up that harpsichord. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely a harpsichord, right? Great song. This is irresistible. <laughs> that harpsichord. I just what went through my head. I thought about a really annoying TV show like Bridgerton, which I've never seen a frame of, but I know for a fact that they would use that they probably have contemporary music being played in like an old-fashioned style because it's an annoying show. <laughs> yeah. And I thought about if I ever produced an episode of Bridgerton, <laughs> it would basically would, turn into Jamelia's <laughs> yes, money video. It would start with the uh, with the uh, irresistible harpsichord, and then it would turn into the Jamelia. Yeah. <laughs> the money music video. The money. <laughs> Jamaica. Beanie Man. No. 
<laughs> you should have you should have let me do that bit. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so irresistible this song was this video is bonkers speaking of we always talk about the cgi music video hall of fame this yeah. this has got this has got to be in that in that list because this is this is right up there there's a there's a cgi lift slash elevator i believe there's some kind of wind tunnel that she's in at some point there's one moment where she like throws her hands up and then they're like clamped and then she shoots up yeah or something. definitely there's a lot of a kind of 2000s technology at work in this video <laughs> and then also one of the one of the things about Jessica Simpson is that she got marketed as a new as a new Britney and Christina, but she was never a great dancer. No, and I, she kind of got forced into she kind of got forced into being one for the first part of her career, and you can really see her struggling in the Irresistible video. She's wearing very low, I believe, a hip hugger leather trouser in the Irresistible video. Mm, good song. I don't think it did very well. Fun I mean, song, it did though. in my life. I know it did. <laughs> Had it on CD single. On the same album, she also released this song. So that is a little bit, but that oh. was actually just playing with you all. That's the Rosie Ribbons version. The original. Fraser, Fraser take it away. <laughs> okay. Okay. I feel we speak a lot about the many different cornerstones of our friendship, our relationship, this podcast, our lives. This is one I don't feel we have shone enough light on. Yeah. And it is pop idol contestant Rosie Ribbons' solo single, A Little Bit. Now she did this. She, this, she did a cover of Jessica Simpson, right? Did she? I can't remember the order that this came in. Who knows? But she, this is just one of the best pop songs ever made. And it is a really, even listening to it back now, and the video is really good yeah, as well. She looks great in the video. And I like the, there's a rap, there's someone raps in the video. And the, my favorite intro to the rap is she says, go Rosie. Go Rosie. Go Rosie. It's just really funny that her name's Rosie. This Welsh, this Welsh girl called Rosie. Rosie. <laughs> Hi, yeah, my name's Rosie. I'm going to do a little bit of R&B. I am go, white. Yeah, go Rosie. <laughs> I am Caucasian, but it's okay. <laughs> so I just, I, I'm again, all I'm ever doing is urging people to stream things, but I do want to try and get Rosie Ribbon's version of a little bit, like, back in the, back in the zeitgeist. Yeah. Was it ever in the zeitgeist? Not massively. I think, again, it was only, only number one in my heart. In our zeitgeist. <laughs> it was just battling out with... Uh, Irresistible by Jessica Simpson. If you look at the comments on a lot of the video, a lot of this video, that I think a lot of them are saying like, I thought this was Jessica Simpson. What? This isn't Jessica Simpson's song? Definitely the best version compared to the original by Jessica Simpson. Yeah. Uh, I don't like the Jessica Simpson version. Someone wrote, Lula Bell wrote, this was a good little ditty. <laughs> I like when you go on YouTube on like 2000s pop music and some elder millennial like us writes something really earnest. Like, I remember back when music was fresh and the, Air was clean and life was good. Oh like, no, God. you were just young. <laughs> Nothing was better. We were just young. Okay, let's whip to 2003. Now, at this point, Jessica had married Nick Lachey, hottest member of 98 Degrees. Yes. Yes. And they had their reality show on MTV. Or was it VH1? It was on one of them. It was MTV, for sure. Okay, and it was newlyweds Nick and Jessica. Nick Lachey's 98 Degrees look is very... Uh, straight gay for pay 2000s porn star yes right on there what's it called the bait bus i don't want to talk about the bait bus bearing in mind if he hadn't <laughs> if he hadn't gone down the music route that could have been him we would have seen him on the bait bus <laughs> i don't know i don't 
don't know what the bait don't bus is. Don't pretend you don't know what the bait bus is. I actually is. don't, but I, I feel like I, if that's a phrase, I understand what the phrase is. Now, I was, I was looking. It's like the struggle bus, but the bait bus. <laughs> so I was thinking, I was trying to remember, what are the big moments from Newlyweds? She's eating tuna, a.k.a. tuna from a can, and it's called Chicken of the Sea, and she thinks it's chicken. What else? I mean, there's there's the, there's the buffalo where she thinks buffalo chicken contains buffalo. Yes. She has a lot of food confusion. But what I remember the most from it to kind of take away from it was that they had a whole room in their house. They had this mansion that was kind of half empty and they had a whole room where they just both would always go and constantly open suitcases and dump all the clothes on the floor. And she was constantly sifting through piles of clothes on the floor in this giant empty room yes. in this kind of Calabasas mansion. And it, she was always talking about, I just need to get this, the, the, the closet organized. But the closet was just a empty room. And it literally, she would like come back from like Orlando and just empty like a suitcase on the floor. She just performed at Wango Tango. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of my big takeaways no, of it was so that room. Right. And it was her losing her passport. I don't remember that one. Constantly, she would be, she would say, it, they would have all these different like cutaways. There was one where he was trying to take her on a romantic trip and she needed her passport. And then he got really angry with her because she didn't, she couldn't find it. And then as they were driving off, you just heard her say, oh, I had it the whole time. And he just goes, <laughs> have you ever rewatched Newlyweds? No, but I'm going to play you a clip now because I okay. thought I'm going to try and find some fun clips. I found this clip. Now, I just want you to watch this. It's like 20 seconds. I just want you to react. Okay. <laughs> so can you... <laughs> Now, can you just describe oh to God. everyone what you just watched? I just watched a clip that was as funny, if not funnier, than every single fake documentary comedic show like The Office or Parks and Recreation. It was a very long intro of Jessica and her friend getting out of a car. And no walking, music. No, no music. It's like, it's like you're watching raw footage. Yeah. Jessica and her friend getting out of the car, walking through a, a revolving door of a hotel. She's carrying lots of paper shopping bags and she just falls over. <laughs> She trips and falls to the ground. That was truly, that's truly like, I felt like I was watching Parks and Rec or something like that. <laughs> it's so good. We should put that to the the intro to Parks and Rec. <laughs> <laughs> I I do think, I know we're going to do our spin-off, Your Rock America Presents the Ashley Simpson Show next. We might have to do Newlyweds. Oh God, we might, we might just have to. We are just, we're just stacking this year up. <laughs> yeah, I, my, my main takeaway from Newlyweds is that it's very funny and also quite hard to watch because... Oh. you are aware that their marriage is kind of falling apart in front of you. So that's also one element of it that's difficult. Is it a bit Una and Ben Foden? A little bit. But but there is actually still a lot of fun to be had. Can you just play the moment she falls over again for me? It's just so good. <laughs> it's all those paper bags rustling. Crunch, that rustle, the... rustle. God. It's so good. I love people falling Just over. go on YouTube, Newlyweds Nick, and, Newlyweds, Nick and Jessica, episode 205. <laughs> I mean, what an opening. That's the opening to a whole episode. <laughs> it's so good. Okay, back to the music. So during that period as well, she released a song to go along with the TV show. It was called... I with... will love you no. till forever. That was the theme tune for the show, right? Oh, yes. And this I swear. It was... That was a duet with them, wasn't it? It was this song. I can let my head down. I can say anything crazy. No, it gets me right before I hit the ground. With nothing but a t-shirt It 
how's it end with you? So it's a little, here's the thing. I actually love that song and yeah. that's on my karaoke list. If you yeah. bust that out of karaoke, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> But if that you song watch... reminds me of you. Oh, does it? <laughs> yes. Which is funny to think about because it's a, like a romantic song. But it does make me think of you. It's not like it's not like a a big. It's not all fired up by the Saturdays. No. <laughs> but I I tried to look at some live performances and it's quite tough because she's very like you real me the way that you like she's. She's rolling all over the place, and all the comments underneath are quite correct. It's like she's got a great voice, but it's a shame it's not. She's not trained, or it hasn't been wrangled yeah. well isn't there another song that got released from this that really is the the true jessica simpson foghorn song from this album a cover a cover of take my breath away yes that <laughs> happened at the same time yeah and that is tough have you ever watched a live performance of her doing take my breath away she she goes take my breath away it's like truly like a wall of noise coming at you it's really really tough because yeah. again it's, she's good it's just not a pleasant sound. <laughs> I know. So at this period as well, 2005, we're going to jump to, she has what I've described as a mega side hustle. Oh, it's the Jessica Simpson collection. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This is really wild. So she ended up re- releasing clothes and then shoes and it became this whole thing. She built it into an over $1 billion company. And then I noticed just two years ago, so she partnered, the company got bought for over a billion dollars and she retained, I think it was like just under half of the company. But then the company that bought it started to go under. So a couple of years ago, she was like, fuck it, I'm buying it back. It's my name. So she Ooh. then, I think, leveraged all her finances and bought back the full company. Oh my so God. she's now in control. Jesus. I know. I'd watch a, a biopic of that if she played herself. Well... We're going to get to it in 2020 when she releases uh, an autobiography, but they are doing for Amazon a whole like what? scripted thing oh, based yeah, on her great. autobiography. 2006, she's got a song called Public Affair. <laughs> public affair is that the skating one it's the roller skating one and i think the video has christina applegate and who else is in it oh uh, eva longoria yeah why not (laughs) get the gals they're getting ready in the back of a limo hi girls can you skate (laughs) okay cool meet you later i love a public affair it's a really fun song that song actually reminds me of you (laughs) because all your affairs are public (laughs) it's true oh my god like friday (laughs) so 2008 she released a country album sure fine whatever and then 2020 we're gonna push forward to it so are you glossing over my boots are made for walking yeah from the from the the problematic (laughs) i hate that i hate that song i can't it really annoys me that that's like one of her most like famous songs it's not right so in 2020 she released an autobiography and i haven't read it but I enjoyed so much all the videos and everything going, like the interviews and all the excerpts and stuff. I'm just going to give you some key points from it. Okay. One was, it, it's really intense, but it, she's so, when she talks about it, she's so open. Yeah. It's so wonderful. So for example, she talks about how her record label, she used to have to submit her weight to the record Jesus. label regularly. There's all kinds of really, really intense things. She didn't have a prenup with Lachey right. when they split up. Essentially, she just she thought, do you know what? I'll, for the divorce agreement, I'll give him whatever he wants. I guess I'll probably I'll probably make it back. And then I did. She cheekily writes, referencing her Jessica Simpson collection, give or take a billion. 
<laughs> pretty cool. Um, she went out with Johnny Knoxville. She, there was a horrible relationship with uh, John Mayer. Where oh, he does yeah. not come across as a good standing human being. Sexual napalm. She took t- diet pills for 20 years after Jesus. Tommy Mottola... Tommy Mottola, former CEO of Sony Music, told her to lose 15 pounds when she was 17. Uh, so just all kinds of all kinds of things. And she went through a dark period where she abused alcohol. Right. And then she came out the other side of it. So her autobiography, it just seems wonderful. She's so open. And all the interviews, it's like there might be a dog barking. Her earring might fall off. She looks gorgeous, <laughs> but then something else happens. And then she'll just reveal something that no one, she's never said before, but right. it's like a massive revelation. Okay. It's a little a little Pamela Anderson right. in that she's just so open about everything. <laughs> Pretty well, fun. Well, she was the. What was she? Was she the face of something for a really long time? Did she? Oh no, she did all those. She one of those burger adverts, didn't she? Was it oh, Carl's Junior that I used to do did. those sexy burger adverts? Yeah, those were really weird. Mm-hmm. Those were a strange and bad time, weren't they? Paris Hilton and her and other people. Carmen Electra, probably. Probably. <laughs> so that is it's the name of my autobiography, by the way. Carmen Electra, probably. probably. <laughs> So that is that is essentially Jessica Simpson. As I said, she's now got a deal with Amazon and they're doing a scripted version of her autobiography. Good for her. She's bought back her business. She's doing that. Now, there is stuff that goes on her Instagram that trouble people. There is a problematic photo of one of her daughters wearing braids last summer. Her daughter is very much Caucasian. <laughs> and um, there was a recent video where she was doing some an advert, like a, a, a joint sponsorship with Pottery Barn for Kids. And a lot of people thought she came across and looked um, quite strange in it. So she then released a video on Instagram of her just singing a song where all the lyrics are just about her doing whatever she wants and being whoever she wants and brushing off the haters. So her Instagram is a wild ride. Okay. She kind of gives off the vibe, I think, of an aspirational queen of like an MLM scheme. Yeah, like a like a Mormon. Exactly, but (laughs) she's very Utah. But she's but she's not doing a pyramid or Ponzi scheme right, or anything. Right. <laughs> and then my fu- so she has all the aesthetics of someone running an MLM, but she's not. And the money of someone running an MLM. <laughs> Good for her. And then my final note here is, she's going to be a fun older woman. Mm, a real old broad. Yeah. <laughs> so that's Jessica Simpson, UK equivalent of Jessica Simpson. Originally, we were trying to work out, I was trying to work out the U- the UK equivalent of Jessica and sister Ashley Simpson. Right. So I went down a couple of sisters. So I'm just going to tell you them. Victoria and Louise Adams. <laughs> right. The sisters from Bewitched. <laughs> Adele and Keevy. Ad- Adele and Keevy. Yep. And then I landed on something I think is pretty good. Okay. It's not Kylie and Danny, is it's it? It's Kylie and uh, yeah. Danny. <laughs> of course. Yeah, of course. So I, yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about she's, that? Yeah. Jessica's Kylie and, and Ashley is Danny. Yeah. Queen of, queen of alternative music. Danny Minogue slash Ashley Simpson. Oh, yeah. For sure. I begin to wonder. Yeah. Then you've got shining kind of good girl star Jessica and uh, Kylie. Yeah. I mean, Kylie and Jessica would never be brunettes. <laughs> Apart from to dip into an era for Kylie, but... Even then, barely. <laughs> so I think the UK equivalent of Jessica Simpson and Ashley Simpson is Kylie and Danny Minogue. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> We're back. I've done the US topic. 
So I'm going to kick back, put my feet up. I've closed my laptop. <laughs> oh, you're never going to look at it. I mean, I've got things I'm going to send you, but okay. Okay, I've got, you know. <laughs> Fraser, you're doing the UK topic. What you got? So I will be discussing, even though we we kind of discussed a, a famous duo uh, today, which was Jessica and Ashley Simpson. I'm doing a real UK duo. Anton Deck? Yes, indeed. Oh. <laughs> I will be discussing Anton Deck. So to non-UK uh, listeners, Anton Deck are a British television presenting duo, aka a TV host duo, mm-hmm. um, and they consist of one person called Ant and one person called Deck, Anthony and Declan. Mm-hmm. So, already to any non UK listeners, it's very unusual that a TV host would come as a pair. That you think it's kind of strange. Is there are there other TV hosts that you think have to be hosting together? Kathy Lee and Hoda, uh, <laughs> S- Sam and Mark. I'm talking American oh, people. American. Um, <laughs> There's no such thing as like a, a US TV host like pairing apart from if they're like a couple. I mean, I guess Regis and Kelly, but it's always interchangeable, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. So they are a TV. You, I feel like if you know a lot about UK pop culture, but you're not from the UK, at some point you will have come across Anton Deck and been very confused by their presence. So they rose to fame at age 13 because they starred as characters PJ and Duncan Mm -hmm. in the TV show Biker Grove. Now, don't you feel like someone fun like Charlie XCX could do something with the Biker Grove theme tune? Yes, yes. (laughs) There's something in there. Mm -hmm. Charlie, I know you're listening. I know you're a fan. Miss XCX, could you just... Pop the Biker Grove <laughs> sound, Biker Grove theme into one of your songs. <laughs> done and done. Biker Grove is a very strange TV show. Like, it's one of those things that we take for granted as a piece of information in our head. But basically, it was a kids show, a, a teen or tween show about kind of a coming of age television series is how they describe it. Um, it was on TV from 1989 all the way to 2006. And it's set at a youth club in a uh, the biker district of Newcastle-upon-Tyne. So it's basically like a teen drama about kids that go to like a youth club. Yeah. And it had some very notable moments. It had... A youth club. Yeah. Youth like club. How on earth do you even describe a youth club? Because is that funded by the government? I think so. Yeah. yeah. All I know is it's a lot of kids standing around playing pool. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> drinking, like having a, eating a packet of crisps. Yeah. And, and then, a packet of discos. Exactly. And then maybe smoking a... Benson and Hedges outside secretly, yeah. (laughs) But notably, they had one of the first, I think it's called like the first gay kiss on children's television. Mm. Do you remember that? I don't. It was called, it was Noddy. No, I was about to say, oh my God, I was about to say Noddy. Noddy, man, what are you doing? Noddy, why are you kissing another gay? But actually, I watched the scene back and he kisses him on the cheek. Oh. Do you say so the, the scene? I actually watched the show and the scene, and it was basically they him. It's Noddy and his best friend. They go to the cinema together. What did they and, go see? Do we know? No, it's. I think it's something like fictional. And there's an ad. There's like a advert playing for like a aftershave, and the, his friends like he's like he's like oh that aftershave looks crap. Like not as good as mine. Smell it, man. And then Noddy <gasps> goes in and smells his neck, and then kisses him on the cheek. Oh. And he gets up and like tells him to leave him alone. Oh no. I did. I do remember seeing that, and I was quite like. Shaken to my core at the time. I think it was one of those things that I kind of ignored because I was like, I can't take this on right now. So <laughs> yes. I'm going to just. I'll, I'll, like, come, I'll come back to this in 10 years. Yeah, I was, I was like, 
I see you and I know this is all true and I'm going to, yeah, let's just lock that in the lockbox for another 10 years while I'm dancing to like the Spice Girls. No one will know. Slam it to the left if you're having a good time. Mom, I want to go and see All Saints live <laughs> as a straight man. So anyway, the, all of this is to say is that they played characters, a very iconic pairing of characters called uh, PJ and Duncan. And famously, everyone knows them for a one particular storyline on Biker Grove. They go paintballing. Mm. And but, do you know what? PJ. Better wear some goggles if you're going yes. paint, paintballing. Yeah. PJ doesn't wear his goggles and someone shoots him in the face and he goes blind. So that started my lifelong fear that continues <laughs> to this day of paintballing. Oh, people of a certain age in the UK will never not wear goggles because of PJ and Duncan <laughs> and because of PJ getting shot and getting Wait, blinded. Side note, have you ever been paintballing? I have been paintballing, yes. I've been paintballing twice in my entire life. How was it? Really scary. Yeah. Really painful. Yeah, don't you get bruises? Really painful. And I hate to say this, really fun. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> it was always one of those things, you'll be walking down, say you're in Glasgow, you're walking down the main the main street, Buchanan Street, and like someone will come up to you with a clipboard and they're near a table like, hey, we've opened this new paintballing Like zone. someone kind of hot as well, probably. Yeah. They, they like to put like a muscular man and be like, all right, mate, oh, like, yeah, do you, hey, you, you look like you want to have fun. You look like you like uh, pretending to shoot a gun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I, I've been on, I've been on two uh, stag, stag do's, translation bachelor parties, where I've done paintballing and yeah, they, it's, it's really, it's a lot. It's very stressful and very mm. scary, but like there is a real, I hate to say this and I hate to give the straights their dues, but. Is there some kind of rush? Love? Feels like some, some kind, kind of rush. rush. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Paintball. Okay. Oh, come on, wear your goggles now. I'm going to rebrand it. <laughs> okay. How about it was like glitter? Yeah. So it was like shots of glitter. That's fun. Yes, I think it would still be just as painful. <laughs> but I wouldn't mind that as much. I, all I know is that when I did paintball, I I definitely learned what I would be like in a combat situation. It's coward slash a person who makes fatal mistake because I did a lot of hiding and I also accidentally shot someone on my team. Was that your <laughs> was that your strategy when you play Goldeneye on N64? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Evasion, hiding, evasion, wrongful shooting. Pro- proximity mines. <laughs> yeah, go hiding. Oh, yeah. The coward's way out. I'm an absolute <laughs> coward when it comes to war and combat. Okay, I'm going to pitch you something else. What about glow-in-the-dark paintballing? It's all in the dark oh, like UV paint. Yeah, but the paint is UV. So really, the more you get hit, yeah. the more visible you that are. Must, that must exist. That's fine. There must be some kind of UV element of paintballing yeah all i know is i've I, I can't believe i've done it twice which is doesn't that seem kind of i mean it's obvious I, for me to have done it i but, well, i thought you would have definitely done it once yeah no just so weird that i've done it twice anyway what are we talking about pj and duncan so basically <laughs> we're not even at antidec <laughs> no, yeah. we're not even at antidec we're still at pj and duncan so they kind of left the tv show biker grove and they started a music career they did so they're they're white, right? <laughs> they're very white, and basically, what happened is they had a, their first single. They performed as part of a group called oh. the Grove Matrix, uh? <laughs> and it was performed as a part of a storyline for Biker Grove. I actually I couldn't I didn't even look that up because I was just like I I don't really want to get into too much of their music because I don't really like it. Yeah, but they basically released a song again, which if you're our age and you're British is kind of baked into your mind, which is let's get ready to rumble. Mm-hmm. And that's their music is strange. It's two white men from Newcastle and they're not cool. <laughs> Even at the time, I don't think they were cool. It's definitely just shy of East 17. Yes. Yeah. It's definitely, it's, 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 it's kind of East 17 runoff is, is what I would say. It's crisscross. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So they, they had a kind of, 
pretty successful. They released a lot of singles. They released like 14 singles. And this is before, all before kind of the 2000s. So I'm talking like just in the 90s alone, they released about 14 singles, which is because do you remember any other song apart from Let's Get Ready to Rumble? Um, no. I have one and I'm going to send you the video because I want you to watch. I'll probably know it. I'll probably know it. And what made what I really liked is that this is the only other single of theirs that I that I remember. It didn't do very well. It wasn't popular. But the video has a real the video really works for, for you and me right now. It's a vibe, is it? Okay, so they are in LA <laughs> right. with a camcorder, I would yes. say. It's also got that slight 90s, like, I, I can't even just like a bit super grass. Yes, and kind of a, an edge of rave kind of side to it. Like it's got a little touch of one of my favorite 90s songs, Sunshine After the Rain. Yes. I want to see, see the sunshine after the rain. <laughs> I once did a performance of that when I was a kid and I had two people standing behind me and one was holding up a sun right. and the other was holding up a cloud that had rain in it and they were just very limply going <laughs> when you say performance were you live vocal were you doing a lip sync oh, lip sync <laughs> yeah <laughs> I loved that song it was the real <laughs> it still it holds up I listened to it not so long ago it's pretty good <laughs> weird that you remember that song because I went through this whole list and I did not remember one other song apart from let's get ready to rumble in this so this there was obviously that like rave element that really spoke to you and me because <laughs> the rest of their music like you said it's actually that they have a quite a few ballads which is weird oh. and they were like very e17 so that's that <laughs> now I want to talk so they kind of transitioned into becoming TV hosts after their music career was kind of in the late 90s, early 2000s. It kind of transitioned. They've hosted a lot of TV shows. So I'm going to just going to move forward and then go back to the one thing that I want to talk about. So they have hosted, they hosted uh, Pop Idol, which is our version of American yes. Idol. They were the hosts of Pop Idol. Yes. So they, they saw such illustrious winners as Will Young. Michelle McManus. Michelle McManus. I think that was it. Was there only three series? I wonder Pop how Idol? it works with paying them. So I'm just going to make this up. But say, for example, Kate mm-hmm. Thornton doing X Factor. <laughs> say she was given like 10K an episode. Yeah. Are they given 10K each? Well, I don't know how it worked back in the day, but I know now <laughs> they yeah. certainly do because I looked at their net worth. And as of, I think this was last year, they're worth 62 million pounds each. Oh, good for them. Yeah. So that's like pretty wild. So yeah, so they're really known because they basically, they did, they hosted Pop Idol, our version of American Idol. Then they started hosting I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, which is still a TV staple. staple. They're the hosts of Britain's Got Talent, which is a huge TV show um, in the UK still. Like, I know it is here as well. Yes, but it's the same it's, size yeah, the exact, and popularity. Yeah. So they're kind of just like people who, they've become people who are just on TV so much that people almost don't, they they've just become they're part of like the the fabric of life in the UK aren't they? What like like a can of baked beans? Yeah, like Asda. Like Asda. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just. But what I want to talk about and how they got into TV presenting is Uh-oh. a Saturday morning TV show, which actually <laughs> they were only on it from 19, 1998 to two thousand and one, which doesn't sound like as long as the impact feels in my life. Yeah, but that's three years every Saturday. Yes. Well, that's the thing is, how they, many shows is that? Like 150- 200, 270 episodes across five years. <laughs> it's five years. 
Uh, well, this is that's the whole show, oh, okay. so they only did three years of it. Yeah. But I'm talking, of course, uh, Saturday Morning Television Live, also colloquially known as SMTV Live. Mm-hmm. Now, did I realize that it stood for Saturday Morning Television? I think I must have done, but looking at it again, I was like, oh, yeah, that's what that means. What does CDUK stand for? Uh, <laughs> Countdown UK. Yeah. Countdown UK. Countdown UK. Yeah. So compact disc UK. <laughs> so this was, so there's plenty of TV shows in the UK that were like this, where it was a one TV show that was kind of the wraparound to show cartoons, other kids shows and have musical pop stars come on and perform music. It's not something that really existed in the US, that format, I don't think as much, but it was a real thing in the UK to have that. Yeah, just like say? a three-hour live show. Yeah, three-hour live TV show that also showed TV shows within it. It was definitely like the kind of, almost like Elvira, you know, how she used to yeah. watch movies, have, have a whole movie play and then talk in between them. It's kind of got that that vibe. And SMTV was, I guess, nothing special in terms of like, I think it's only special because of our exact age and when it came along and the fact that they had like the pop stars of the time that, I really liked and all of this stuff. So they would have sketches, competitions, challenges, and then they would play actual shows. Most importantly, what they would play in in our run of of uh, SMTV Live was Sabrina the Teenage Witch yes. I, and uh, Pokemon. They were the two things I would get kind of, I would tune in to watch Sabrina and to watch Pokemon the cartoon. Yeah. And then do you remember that they would have <laughs> that their introduction to Pokemon they would do the poker rap. Do you remember this? Oh, yeah. So every week they would perform kind of as PJ and Duncan and they would do a rap. And it was really, I watched some of them this morning. They were like really funny, well-crafted raps with all the Pokemon names in them. And they would get all these different pop stars to come on and wear like bucket hats and like gold chains and really problematically like sit at like a DJ deck. Waka waka waka. I watched one where they made Billy Piper. No, it was, a. they made some, yeah, I think it was Billy Piper sit at some like DJ decks and like scratch. Very strange. And then, I think one of the things that was so in, so popular about this show is that it was written, the, all of the scripting of it was done with a real kind of adult edge to it. So mm. it was definitely a kid's show and all the shows were kid stuff. But I watched, <laughs> I watched, oh God, how do I, how do I put this into words? So I watched Ant and Deck doing a sketch where they were pretending to have a Pokemon battle. And one of them was pretending to cry and be injured. And he turns to the camera and says, I, the, the truth is I'm not really injured. Turn back to the other person because he's dressed as a woman and he says, oh, you got me. I'm not going to be able to have children now and make like an infertility. There was loads of really like on the line, weird jokes that they made what? that were like really odd. And that was just me watching like a couple of clips. And um, obviously, most famously, they hosted this show with one TV host, Kat Dealey, mm-hmm. who I think is still knocking around Los Angeles, isn't no, she? No, she moved back. Remember? Oh, yeah. She got she, with pa- pa- she Patrick, got with Patrick Kilty. He took her back to the UK. Damn it, <laughs> Patrick. <laughs> so did you used to watch SMTV? Oh, 100%. It was such. It was a very big deal. Loved it. And then would watch CDUK straight afterwards. Exactly. The, the, which Kat presented. Yes. Right? So, yeah, Kat hosted. The, the, the boys would leave and Kat would, yeah. would pop on there. They would tap out. So obviously that means we can't really talk about CD UK, but I just want you to have a look at this quick, just cast your, cast your gaze at this performance uh, on CD UK. It's <laughs> one of the, it's, 
Speaking of the Titanic 4DX experience, this is really a certain pop star doing their own 4DX performance. <laughs> that was, of course, Billy Piper performing something deep inside. Are you referring to the extreme <laughs> wind machine that's blasting yes. her? And all the dancers are wearing very billowy trousers that are really flapping around. <laughs> What's she wearing for this performance as a, as a pop star? She's wearing a, a tight white tee that's been like just snipped at the chest here. And then they've, they've just glued on a giant flower and then some jeans. <laughs> Real jeans and a going out top era, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and so this was such a huge part of my life that this kind of cemented the two of them into my into my heart forever. And do you remember their very famously their biggest sketch of it was a, a from it was a like parody of Friends Chums. called Chums, and that would always feature all of the pop acts that were performing on CD UK would be in. And they ended up having like, wasn't Britney in one of them? Mariah Carey was in Ca- one of them. Oh yeah, Mariah Carey's in like a wedding sketch, isn't yeah. she? In like the finale of, of Chums. So I actually worked on two uh, series of one of their biggest TV shows in the UK, which is called Ant and Dex Saturday Night Takeaway. Takeaway. <laughs> so what is a takeaway to a US audience? <laughs> that would be, yeah, it's, well, they take try- out. Yeah, it would be take out. They, they tried to do a an American spinoff with Neil Patrick Harris and it it didn't, quite take because there's something so specifically british about it you can't recreate it it's essentially a kind of two hour long live saturday night entertainment show that had very specific segments on it and it's a lot about like surprising members of the public and famous people doing like weird pranks and things it was very it feels it's what americans think of as european television like for sure you know that general catch-all term of like european television but it's also the adult version of smtv yes you're so you you couldn't be more right yeah they basically just carried on making making that show i will say my limited capacity of working with them on that show for those two series they're both really really nice and just like everyone thinks they're gonna be which is kind of to me is kind of crazy because they're incredibly rich and successful yeah and it's like oh you're actually down to earth nice people and they were child stars and child stars and they're just really nice and really professional especially Anne. if you want to talk about not that there's one nice than the other but there isn't it's Anne. he's the best he's really nice so yeah so that's that's that show i will say working on that show was one of the most stressful experiences of my life and still weirdly one of the most exhilarating Mm. because it was this incredibly high rated live tv show with so much pressure and i also had so much fun working on that we would get so drunk afterwards uh, every single week at, at tls at tls and it was really hard because we it we it meant we only had when we were filming for like uh 10 weeks or something or maybe like eight weeks it meant that we only had one day off a week we only had sundays off we still had to work monday to saturday mm. so we would get incredibly drunk because you felt so relieved that the show was done and then you'd have one day of like a hangover and then have to come back to work on monday it was so, so really one, relentless so you're one day off your hungover yeah it was like a relentless show to work on but it was so much fun a lot more to enter deck i guess that maybe i haven't touched on but it's all stuff that doesn't like you and me don't care about i'm a celebrity as much as we care about smtv yeah. so <laughs> phil i've touched upon all of the things that you and me care about to do with that i think deck. i'm a celebrity needs to be a whole separate topic we've done it have we okay <laughs> it was so. go well i mean whether we've done i'm a celeb or not go just look through the back catalog <laughs> i i have to admit i did when i was planning for this topic i had to go back and search through our thing to make sure we hadn't done it <laughs> i was like i've definitely screamed about Adam deck for like an hour before just tangent tangential so i was thinking about the u.s equivalent yeah and i think i've come up with a pretty solid okay let me person. throw some names at you we've already discussed them but is it what about like conan and his sidekick or or what about um howard stern and robin 
Or, or <laughs> what about? I'm out. So I'm actually thinking of one person. Oh, a singular person. Huh. Mario Lopez. Yes, <laughs> because I thought Saved by the Bell had arguably a bigger impact on people and imprinted on them as children to the point of kind of, you know, it's in their DNA. And Mario Lopez has been hosting TV for longer than I think anyone else on the planet. And he's very much like baked into American society. Like I think if Mario Lopez turned up now and hosted something, no one would think anything of it. Like he's just been on television for his entire life as a host. His net worth is $35 million. Oh, well, you know. Because the money spreads a little thinner in America, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I mean, Antidek literally host every show in the UK. And have since they were 14. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that that was that that's he's he's my he's my go-to for this. That's good. I think he's the right person for it. So the US equivalent of Anton Deck is Mario Lopez. Or Mario Lopez, depending on where you live. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you, as ever, for listening. We have our regular episodes like this every two weeks. We've got Your Welcome America Presents Chasing the Sats every week. <laughs> that show's still rumbling on. <laughs> We're almost there. How many episodes have we done? Six. We've done six. Yeah, it'll be six. By the time this comes out, we've, we will have released episode six, yeah. Have we recorded six? Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't remember anything. Wow. Uh, house hunting. New build. Got it. I'm back in the zone. You're in the UK. Heathrow Airport. Yes, exactly. Uh, if any of those buzzwords are attracted to you, <laughs> listen to that episode when it comes out. Please get in touch on our socials on Instagram. Email us. Rate and review us. Please rate and review us. We haven't had a rating reviewing since Sue Lawrence's excellent review. That's oh my, my review of a review. <laughs> okay. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. You are right up my street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Me, Lee Ryan's 13. My name. I remember we couldn't remember the word for table.